0: Today's episode is brought to you by Makeover by Mimi. If you want to have full luscious lashes without mascara, Mimi's lashes are what you need in your life. Head on over to instagram.com slash makeoverbymimi and mention Queens Connect to receive 10% off your first set.
1: Now let's get into this episode. <laughs> y'all doing
2: today? Good. I'm,
0: good, I'm blessed. I can't complain. I'm good. Sun shining, bright just chirping. My head ain't
2: good, but I'm grateful. That's what I'm, the people Amen. have been asking me like, how you doing? I'm like, I'm not good, but I'm grateful. Amen. And mm-hmm. I think that, I mean, part of being grateful is good, but I'm tired of telling people I'm good when I'm like, feel like an emotional fucking mess. Like, mm-hmm. my answer
1: is like, always, I'm not good, but I gotta be. So it's like, I don't know. Really?
2: I'm- and I feel like that's something that we're passed down. It's like, you good, you strong, you a black woman, like, be that. live that come like out there. <laughs> like, I feel like sometimes I've like on three. like right. <laughs> But I, I really feel like mm, yeah, there's just something about me in a space to resist to just tell people I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And even, I think that's hard for me because people expect certain things from me. People expect me to have it together. People expect a certain soundness a certain peace, and like I have not felt that all of the month of October mm-hmm.
0: so October has been rough
2: yeah it's been a very very difficult month and I've been in a lot of reflection about a lot of things and mm-hmm. trying to figure out where I want to be and what it is that I need what it is that I want do those things connect mm-hmm. what power do I have to live the life that
0: I want to live mm-hmm. what things do I need to keep around what things do I need to let go so October to me is like a month of reflection. Like After my birthday, I'm like, okay, well, where's the new year? (laughs) Um, Like just thinking about what I want to accomplish in 2018, just setting myself up for that, just planning, writing things down. Um, Just looking forward to the future and just really trying to buckle down and and figure out what is Mimi doing? (laughs) What are you trying to do? What do you want to do? And what steps are you taking to get there? That's pretty much what I've been doing. This past week, though, I've been in a weird, weird, weird space, like, in a very... I always speak my mind, but, like, this week in particular... You've been going in? I've been going in, and it's been, like, on like social media, too. Oh, yeah, I've seen a couple yeah. of times, Yeah, you've
1: so wild on social media.
0: I'm like, who is Mimi talking about? I'm right. not talking about any... Well, I was, but anybody... <laughs> anybody you called somebody say, useless this week? I did. That shit hurt
1: my chest when I read really? it. Like, fuck. If somebody called me useless. I, did.
0: I know it's a harsh word, but... That's real. Some people... I had to break it down. Sometimes you are in
2: a space to be useless, and you have to hear that, and you have to decide what you're going to do with that. what did
0: they respond to? Um, she said, okay. Aww. And it was a customer service agent, so... <laughs>
2: <laughs> Why Me out here abusing Wh- folks?
0: Right. The <laughs> customer. she needed that,
2: <laughs>
1: did she really call for all that? Um, I'm thinking Mimi... <laughs> but... <laughs>
0: But it wasn't anybody personal. <laughs> Is there anything else that I can do for you? Right. Okay.
2: Thank you for calling. But you her, she was useless
0: head. to me in that situation because you can't keep repeating yourself to me. You're not trying to assist me as a customer, so you're useless to me. Put somebody else on the phone, <laughs> okay? okay? Um, I felt bad. I did feel bad. Um, afterwards, and now I have to think about like some people really are useless. You're you're useless to me in this. In this situation But hopefully you're useful To somebody hopefully you don't Give everybody a hard time Like <laughs> you've given to me And Like I said Useless is a harsh word To use But Um I think we all Want to be useful To somebody And useful to ourselves And if you're useless To the people around you Then what are you here for
2: Yeah That's interesting
1: People can be on All the time though Just because no. I'm useless To you this week But
2: sometimes motherfuckers like... be on Not a lot but, you know what I mean? Like sometimes they own um, yeah. just don't. You take a long off. Like you know what I mean? Like sometimes people. Yeah, and that's right. that. When you do that, that's that's what you've chosen to do. So mm-hmm. you've also chosen to accept those consequences. Yeah. And you need to think about that. Like sometimes, if you're going to be off a lot, you need to you need to accept that. Yeah. And if somebody calls you out and says something to you about it, like, uh, yeah, but were you on? Hmm. When were you on? Let's look at the building history. Attract the usage, okay? Let's look at that. <laughs> you know, like NB Energy does. Like, right. sometimes your ass is off. What's your, what's your usage trend? Or you low, you know?
0: Like, <laughs> That's real. They got
2: the little smart solutions. You mm. might want to click and figure out what's going on <laughs> to balance your shit out, but... No. That's
0: real. Did we introduce ourselves?
2: No, we didn't introduce who we are. No, but this is chat,
0: right? We just chatting? Yeah,
2: let's. but let's jump into the okay. episode. I'm excited to talk about what we're talking about today.
0: All right, I'm Mimi Ford.
2: I'm Auntie, I'm Sola T.
1: And we are Three, Three Queens, Queens and
2: Things. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> that was raggedy. Ew, 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 ew. I feel really like a little, a little 808 <laughs> beat was going to kick in. <laughs> that was real raggedy. Well, today, the title of our episode is called Finding Our Mama's Collard Greens. Mm-hmm. And that might be a weird title to you all, but it's really connected to a lot of what. Um, a lot of, like, a really around the time that I found a lot of purpose in my life is when I was introduced to uh, a, a book called In Search of Our Mother's Gardens, uh, Womanist Prose by Alice Walker. Uh, this was when I was first introduced to the idea of what a womanist was. And so um, today we're going to dive in a bit more into that. I know that it came up in our live episodes, so I really wanted to take and create some space to talk about the Black, specifically, mother-daughter Relationship, because I think you know a lot of that whole us being strong, us feeling like people are are not useless. A lot of that <laughs> shit we learn from our our mothers hmm. specifically. So, uh, you know, it's gonna be a vulnerable episode, and I, I I'm hoping we can get into some depth here, uh, to discuss our experiences and our thoughts about things. So we're gonna kick it off with the round table. Um, we're gonna finish this sentence, dear mama. I just want you to know. that dot dot. You are the
1: strongest person I know. Oh.
0: Mom. No, i was kidding.
1: Dear Mama,
0: I just want you to know that I love you more than I could ever try to express to you. You did a great job raising me, us, and I just want to take care of you. (laughs)
2: Oh,
1: dear mama, I just want you you to to know know.
2: we've grown up together and I appreciate that. It's not always easy. It's not always pretty, but I don't think a lot of people get to say that they continue to grow with their mom. And that's something we're we're doing together and trying to become better as individuals and strengthen our relationship. So I'm extremely grateful for you. Um, and all the sacrifices that you made to make my life better.
0: Back in elementary, I'm
2: excited about this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, next question. So, how old was your mom when she had you? Have you reached that age yet? And if so, what were you thinking about motherhood at that time?
1: My mom was 25 when she had me. Um, yeah, I'm 27 now. So, I've passed that age. And... The question... What are you saying? Like, at 25, was I thinking about being a mom? Yeah, like,
2: could you have imagined being a mom? Because you're not the oldest, No, right? No, I have two older brothers, so, um... So, you would be having your... um, Like, put yourself in your mom's shoes. Yeah. what I'm saying. Like, you have... This is your third child. What are you... What would you be thinking? Like, as you, as Atiyah? Yeah, if
1: I had three children right now, um... I, I don't know. It's hard for me to envision that, because I guess, because I don't have any kids. However, I do know that even at 25, I look forward to being a mom. Like, that mm-hmm. excites me. So I know that um, I'm a natural nurturer. Like, it's just in me. Like, I can't wait to have kids. Like, I can't wait to be a mom. So I can't picture, like, what life would look like right now for me at 27 with three children. But I know that either way, I will still feel blessed and I will still be
2: happy. Like,
0: yeah. Okay. My mother was the same age. She was twenty five. Get the fuck
2: having... out of here! My mom was twenty five too. Are was she kidding? really?
0: Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I am the youngest of three girls, so my mom was the same. She had three girls at twenty five. Could I imagine myself having three kids at twenty five? Hell to the no! <laughs> um, so I applaud you, mom. I applaud my mother for you know always making sure we didn't go without. Um, and the sacrifices that she made, and just trying to raise us to be strong, strong women. Mm -hmm. Uh, My mom was 25 as
2: well. And when I was 25, like, I, the way that I think about motherhood is is not, at 25 I didn't want kids, if I'm completely honest. Like, I, I just wasn't in that space. Like, I never thought about me having kids. even sometimes now I'm like, if it happens, that's great. If it doesn't, I still would feel blessed as a as a woman and as an individual in this world. But I think I've always valued partnership more than having children. Mm-hmm. And so if in that partnership we decided that that was a role we wanted to explore, then uh, that would be great. But I, I definitely would more so, I would say, I would be looking for that partnership. And that's something my mom didn't have mm-hmm. with raising me. So. Um, I think the way that I grew up, it wasn't that I ever felt that I was missing out on something because I feel like my dad wasn't in my life, but I, I don't feel like I was, you know, something was subtracted because of that. But I think in my experience, I, I come from a, a pretty long generation, a few generations of single black women. So I just wasn't something that I felt like I, I just knew, I think what it was more so than anything, if I'm honest, is I didn't want to be a single mother. Mm
1: hmm. I don't think anybody who's a single mother intends to be a single mother. Yeah. I I, always I think that, there like, are some women
2: out there who, like, have decided completely. that as them being single, that they want to be mothers. But, like, that, mm-hmm. I think I just always was more curious about Did it almost, a like, scare you a little bit? Like... Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I think big, having a child is a major thing for yes. me. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, like, understanding how I'm still selfish. And I think a lot of mm-hmm. things with children come unexpectedly. So I don't think anybody... I don't think it's possible to fully prepare for a child, mm-hmm. but... Just knowing, I just yeah. I, was I will really feel, honest. Yeah, That's yeah. so
0: honest because I feel like being married, like people expect you to. Okay, when's your kids? And I'm I am selfish. Like I'm the youngest. I'm the baby, like mm-hmm. of my family. And I I am the baby to the core. Like, and I got married young, and I feel like I was kind of protected or taken care of, for Me lack too. of better words at a very young age, so I don't really know what it's like to have to I make sure you eat and clothes me on your back and do your own, like, care for a life. Like, mm-hmm. it's a yeah. living thing that I want to make sure that I raise to be the best human being possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I wasn't prepared for that up until, I mean, I'm still not prepared for it, but I'm ready to take that on now. That's I'm still very definitely. much like baby
1: too. Like I'm the youngest. I have two older brothers, and I'm my dad's baby. Like I've been like babied my entire life. So, I think I'm selfish in a way. Like I don't know how to take care of somebody else necessarily. Like I, I. No, I can figure it out. However, I'm just saying like it isn't a concept that I've ever had to like look after like a younger sibling or anything. Right. But I look forward to that. Like I look forward to helping my children with their homework. I look forward to like taking them school shopping and Halloween shopping. My parents always made sure like for Easter, like I said, like Easter baskets and little mm-hmm. Easter dresses and stuff. Like I don't know, that's just the stuff that I can't wait to do. I don't know how to do it. I can't picture like what that will look like for you. Right, yeah. but it I think me.
2: parenthood is a is a very beautiful process. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, yeah, like, I think it's, it's a process that I would want to journey with somebody else. With. Absolutely. I wanna and be I a think wife that, I mom. think that that's realistic. I, do I think that I could manage to be a mom where I wouldn't, you know, like I'd be able to raise a kid? Absolutely. But based off of what I want for my life at this time, like I want that to be a very sacred process and a very intentional process as intentional as it could be. And where I am in this space right now, where I was at 25, no, I don't see that. But you never know. Mm-hmm. Gotta make I'm sure you take your take pills sure. every day. Your birth controls, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so the definition of a womanist, I think we kind of touched on this again, somebody was asking uh in our last live episode if we were a womanist. So Uh, I was talking about the book In Search of Our Mother's Gardens, A Womanist Pearls by Alice Walker. So this is basically a collection of 36 pieces uh, written between 1966 and 1982. So they're like essays, articles, statements, and speeches that she wrote around this idea of a feminist. Um, So based on her definition, it's a black feminist or a feminist of color from black folk expression, mother to female children, and also women A woman who loves other women, whether sexually or non-sexually, appreciates and prefers women culture, committed to survival and wholeness of an entire people, male and female. Um, So I think that differs from the feminist where it's very female centered. And there is a preference here, but it's also to think about the larger picture of uh, black men and black children. And so that's something that I I deeply identify with. And I think a lot of what my mother raised me to believe uh, is centered in that. I think one thing that my mom, that I'm realizing that I'm trying to find more of a balance with now as an adult, is that my mom always taught me to put other people first, mm-hmm. and I think that is a great message. But I think, in, um, if that's not set up appropriately, that can be very unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And I think in a lot of ways, I'm I'm learning romantically how to balance putting somebody else and where they are. Uh, as something important, but not always before my own health and my own Mm -hmm. needs. And so um, that's something I'm grateful for learning, but I'm learning to navigate that as an adult woman who's looking for partnership.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. My mother always taught me uh, Mm self-preservation. So look out for yourself before you can look out for anybody else. Your cup has to run it over before you can give anything to anybody else. That's including your children. That's including your, your spouse or whoever you're in a relationship with. It, it's everybody. Your family. You have to be okay. And you have to be, you know... You
2: can't pour from an empty yeah. cup. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But I think about said that. The same like, thing. So now
2: let's rewind back to all of our mothers were 25 when they became mothers. Like, mm-hmm. Think about that. Like, these... My you know, like, been... they're going through even before for your mothers but like going through like the Easter baskets and doing those things but like the other ideas of what are you pouring into your children Mm -hmm. that's something that's so serious to me to like what have I learned that I'd be pouring into them Mm -hmm. and not that they're going to receive it the way that I I give it to them but those ideas am I going to teach self-preservation am I going to teach do before like those are the things that that's what fears me about parenthood more than anything mm-hmm. than the I know I can do the other stuff right. but like it's the it's the you building a character of a person or you mm-hmm. contributing to that that's very powerful to me and I think with a lot of our mothers to think back to 25 when you're doing that what mm-hmm. I was doing at 25 was I in a space for that Mm-mm. No I'm sitting here trying to figure out like
0: right. what I'm going to eat tonight mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think with my mom being so young with three kids and doing the job that she did, um, she didn't have the tools. She didn't have them, simply. Like, she yeah. didn't have some tools that, you know, she didn't receive from her mother. Mm-hmm. But she did, when I say she did the best she could, she did the best she could with the tools that she was provided from her mom. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's something that was passed out to us. Like, for example, like, communicating. My mom is very strong is a strong communicator and she's going to yell and get her point across. And so I had to learn, undo everything my mom taught me about communicating mm-hmm. and learn how to communicate effectively. Um, she I'm still still learn to up. communicate. Growing up it's <laughs> right. unlearning
2: a lot of things. Yeah. I, I don't think in the end it's interesting. Do your mothers at all like interject into your adult life and be like, man, I really wish I would have taught you this or I know have they done that with you at all? Or like, She's never admitted it, no. No, she's no. never said that. No. My mom I've has. told
1: her, like, I wish I would have had this to... And, and I kind of feel bad saying that sometimes because I, I don't right. want to downplay everything that she has taught me. Her right. and my dad have taught me. I mean, every it's just, like, I hate saying, like, I wish you would have done this for me as a child as far as, like, taught me this. Like, I feel like communication isn't something that I... Um, I've always been told, you ain't got to prove yourself to nobody. You ain't got to explain yourself to nobody. So when it comes to communicating, I'm just like... You shut down. Yeah. Right? Like, fuck, I don't have to explain. Like, And right. that's just always been my mindset. And I, it's really hard for me now. And, like, self-preservation, I've been taught by my dad especially and my mom, like, take care of numero uno. Like, mm-hmm. take care of you first. You can't pour from an empty cup. Take care of yourself. But also, people are out to hurt you, or everyone has an ulterior motive. I won't say, like, they, everyone else is out to get me. It's more like, just be very careful with people. So I treat everybody, like, But I think that very cautiously
2: what you said the first time. Like, people are out to get you. That's what that lends to. That's what that Not creates. Not
1: everybody. They weren't saying in the sense of, like, everybody. But it's just, like, be very cautious with people. And I think I take that into, um, I took that to heart. And it's you very hard to, like, day. yeah, it's mm-hmm. really hard to, like, unlearn that because I don't want to fully unlearn it, but I do need to let some people in. And I think yeah. I'm battling that now in my personal life. I just don't really know, like...
2: Who to let in.
1: Yeah. So I just kind of, to be safe, just like, mm, all y'all stay, o- everybody stay over way. there. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but I think even what you said, like, not going to your parents to, re- to say, like, I wish you would have taught me this, but to approach them more with, I want to share this with you. Mm-hmm. Because I think that that takes away, like, that doesn't touch at all what they did give you. But you also know that they don't have that. Right. Mm-hmm. So a lot of like, and what's, what's hard to do is when you start to learn, mm-hmm. I remember going to college and really learning a whole lot about myself and a whole lot about where I come from and my family and was like, what the hell am I supposed to do with this now? Mm-hmm. And instead of saying like, y'all don't do this right, it's like, how about we try to communicate like this? Mm-hmm. And now I live my, thousands of miles away mm-hmm. and, and they use those things, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like I'm saying, y'all taught me how to do it wrong, Like, but it was more of a conversation around
0: let me share I this learned with this, you. Right? So let me... Let's try this yeah. together. Yeah. And I
2: think that it's important because your growth, especially if you are very close to, whether that be physically or emotionally to your family, the more you grow, mm-hmm. it's going to be harder if you don't try to help them drop some nuggets That's with them. Mm-hmm. And I don't care who says they 45, they 50, they 60 year old, they change it. You never know somebody's heart. Mm-hmm. And you never know how somebody will digest an opportunity to grow. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's so true. Like like I said, learning how to communicate. I take that back to my family. My mom, my sisters, you know. My husband is teaching, you know, showing me how to effectively communicate. So these are things that I take back to my family. Like, hey, let's not yell. Let's talk. Right. <laughs> let's not get an attitude and cuss people out. And the like... crazy thing is
2: it becomes normal to you. So then when you meet a spouse or you meet somebody else, they're like, why are you... I mean, that's like so high that. style. Yeah. Well, right. what is that about and you have to look like wow it's a, like it it's is a like i have to tell you it actually is what it right. is but that's yeah. the learned behavior that i've mm-hmm. been exposed to my whole life and i've taken on
1: so as a mother what is one thing that you want to make sure you instill in your children that you didn't feel like was taught to you
2: i want to talk to my children about things i think more than one thing instilling in them like I don't feel like a lot of my life I talk to my mother about things. Like, there was a lot of things I figured out along the way. Um, a lot of thing, conversations I had with other people. But I would want to be able to not only be there for those conversations, I want to start those conversations and start a culture in my home where it's normal for us to talk about things. Right.
0: I, I feel the same way, just to, to have effective communication all around and just share different <laughs> things, whether Delicious. I agree with them, whether they agree with me at a certain age, then let's 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 talk about it. Let's have a conversation. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I
2: feel like sex is a big thing for me, like to talk about with my children. And I feel like the sex talks starts when the child is born like i i don't feel like that's a talk that you wait till they get to 16 and then you talk right. about like oh, we're no, gonna no, talk cuz there's other and little that's kids and talked about the, what yeah, they but it, it's not even about that it's like you need to understand your body and how complex your body is and mm-hmm. what those things are and your emotions and how they can or cannot be associated like mm-hmm. and that starts from a witty wee bitty age mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and there that that is a build-up conversation yes. just in communicating about how you feel about yourself like those are things that are very important to me understanding where I am I wasn't I didn't grow up with those things and I think I'm still a, a, a great person but mm-hmm. if I was choosing to be intentional about something that would be one of those things is communicating and creating a safe mm-hmm. space and an honest space not that we're gonna agree because dialogue is very important we're not always gonna debate but we're gonna have different types of conversations where we're going to be intentional about that so yeah
0: I think that's very, very important, especially especially with all kids. I was going to say women, but all children <laughs> at this point in the world. Um, my mom sat all three of us down and had the same sex conversation. And I'm like five mm-hmm. and I'm listening to my mom have a conversation to my teenage sisters and in, in middle school about sex and your body and understanding that. And, you know, I was listening. I didn't really understand at the time what she was talking about, but I knew, hey, I have this Mm -hmm. piece of me that I don't (laughs) want to give up. So easily. No, because that's <laughs> real. Other little kids, their
1: parents sat them down and talked to them about sex, and your kindergartner going to go to school and mm-hmm. talk to these other kindergartners that already had this talk with their parents. And now my kid got to learn what sex is from a little five year old because they mama didn't tell them. Told shit a wee wee. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want my kid to, the first time they're ever hearing
2: about sex to be from a little five year old. So. So, what do you guys feel like you have in common with your mother, and what are some things that you where you may points where you may be different?
0: <laughs> Somebody else can go first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: my mom's strength. Like, I'm just really strong. My mom endures a lot. She sacrifices a lot for people. She puts herself. Like, even though she always taught me to. Make sure you're full before you try to give to other people. Like, she doesn't always do that. And I'm the same way. Like, I'm just always some bunch of a look out for other people kind of person. Um, and I do tend to put other people before me sometimes. And, um, yeah, we're liking that. We're just givers. Why are you guys different? We are different because... I don't... I don't
2: know. You know. That was... She said you're Right. <laughs> Mom ain't going to be hurt. Mama wants to know I was like, talking moms to my mom really about this stuff.
1: today because my mom and dad's relationship, like, they are definitely the model relationship or marriage that I want when I um, get married. However, my mom has dealt with a lot. I mean, with any marriage. I mean, mm-hmm. you just, and I'm just not that. I told her, I said, mom, a lot of stuff that you didn't, Kind of look past or move past, or y'all worked it out and got past. Like that wouldn't have been me. Mm-hmm. Like, and as a woman now, like How I'm you know. no, I'm glad that she did all those things and that she was able to stay, you know, and made her marriage work through all this stuff. But as a woman now, looking back at some of the stuff my mom was put up with, I would have been like, I'm you not don't know that though. I'm mm-hmm. pretty positive. You don't know. You know that. I'm positive. I I I'm so quick to give up. And I was. This is so crazy. We're having this conversation because I was literally having this conversation with my mom this morning like you put up with a lot and i give up on people so fast but that's not
0: what marriage is though
1: (laughs) exactly and that's where we're different because she's and i asked her why did you stay and she was in love, and I had a family, and I mean, she gave me a number of reasons, but I'm just like, that's not enough, like, for me, right. like, you can love somebody and still understand that they're not meant for you, and that's right. some, it's just not healthy sometimes to stay, especially when there's children in the picture, right. and you're feuding, and you're arguing, and they see that, like, right. you're they're trying to, huh? Yeah, but there's certain households, like, there's just certain things that you shouldn't always do in front of children, like, you think you're, being helpful by staying and keeping the family together but if you're arguing and fighting all the time and your kids see that and they take that in
2: yeah, like that that's not that has a lasting impact
1: yeah that's not healthy either like you're not doing any justice by staying even though you think you're doing you know so anyways we're different in that because my mom puts up with a lot and i don't put up with anything i'm just always like a you just leave me alone kind of person this is too much i don't need this kind of person And my mom is very patient i'm not patient at all let me stop Girl, this
0: ain't the marriage episode. No, we gonna that. you have to be that. patient, cause I can simp- I can empathize with. You know, I don't know the details, but in a marriage, you gotta have patience. You gonna, you gonna look at yourself and be like, damn, I don't want to do this, but you compromise and you make it through, you push through. Mm-hmm. So I feel like for you to sit here and say like, oh, I wouldn't do that. Like, okay. Really, really love let's somebody. Let's hear that. Yeah, please. Like, let's really love somebody. You married. Want to, you know, when you get married, let's, let's hear about that again. I but know. anyway,
2: <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Mimi? Um, how was, are you and your mama different? How are how we different? Same? How are you guys the same? Well, we're the same.
0: I have my mom is a no nonsense type of lady. She's very protective. She's so strong, almost too strong. Um, and I, I, I am that. Um, I try. I had to check myself and understand that I am a woman, and it's okay to be soft, and it's okay to be vulnerable, and you, you know, it's okay. Um, we're different in the sense of I'm a lot more patient than she is. Um, so yeah, I yeah. Those huh. are the ways.
2: <laughs> so, well, um, my mom and I are different in same in similar ways. So, my mom and I are both very logical. So, it's about, like, what makes sense. Like, if that doesn't make sense, then, like, it's not real. My mom just has it very extreme. So, like, that's what we're different. So, I've learned and developed to become more vulnerable and more in tune with my emotions. And I wasn't raised in that type of household at all. Like, I was raised very logically. Mm-hmm. Like, if it makes sense, then you do it. If it doesn't make sense and it's stupid, then you leave it alone. <laughs> and so, I think learning the balance now as I get older... I realize that you, I need a balance between logic and emotion. And that sometimes is a over, like an overkilling emotion because I'm trying to find that balance. But uh, I think I'm a bit more open to life than my mom is at this time. I think there's spaces where she's been very open. She's done very courageous things. But because she's logical, those, aren't, those things aren't very courageous to her. Hmm. So she's just done the things she wants to do. And I think that part of it we have in common. But me coming to a space where I, I would say, my mom, today would tell you like she doesn't need she doesn't want or need somebody in that loving space and I'm different in that way in my life like I want um and at this point I need somebody in that space to love in that way and have that commitment to and she doesn't want that hmm. so hmm. that's
0: interesting
2: have you guys ever resented your mother? Yes. Mm-mm. Never.
0: Yeah. Why? Oh, have to talk about it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I resent to my mom because I like I said I was the youngest amongst three girls and I was the last one left in the house and I felt like in high school like I kind of was left to like figure some shit out on my own and like she was like okay I'm done raising kids it's me time it's like no mom I'm still here Mm -hmm. Mm. so I felt like I was kind of left like I had to just like raise myself in a sense in, in high school and you know Um, so I resented her for a a really long time for that. But, you know, I'm over it now. You talked about it? Like, what helped Um, you get over it? As of recently, yeah. I I did have a conversation with her about it. And she apologized and she expressed that she was going through her own personal things at that time. And, um, yeah. Moving past it. That's good. You were able to move past it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Working through it.
2: I've also resented my mom. There was a, when I was in middle school, my mom actually moved away, and so I live with my grandma and my great-grandma. Mm-hmm. Um, and I resented her a lot for that because I think I have a thing about me that I'm realizing more so now that I have a neglect thing. So um, with some daddy issues where my dad left me. So mm-hmm. uh, I didn't feel or care about it as much as I got older, but um, when I feel like I pour into somebody or I really care about somebody and I feel like they leave me, I think that that has had a, a deeper impact on me and recognizing that. And so my mom have, and I have had conversations about it. Um, and I think it's something similar like I, she needed time to be by herself. By herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't that she was leaving me, but it was that she was finding herself
0: did you
1: understand that or did you accept that
2: when I was yeah because we had a conversation when I was older when I was younger no we didn't have the conversation so I didn't I felt that she didn't want me Mm. um and I think that that is a trigger for me in Mm. in life and when I want somebody to be around and I don't feel like um that's reciprocated because there's not and I think it just because there's not a lot of times where I want somebody around Mm. so I think that that that's a very sensitive thing for me um but This kind of works into my next question is like, when did you guys, if you've ever, but when did you guys realize that your mom was a woman? I was asked this question when I was in college and it like, it stuck with me forever. Because I don't think that a lot of us think of our moms as women. I never, I guess I never thought didn't
1: think her as a woman I guess I can relate to her now and like I was saying with the things that she put up with and her marriage and just her, her relationship with my dad um, I understand it now and just as of maybe like the past couple of years I'm seeing things as like a friend I guess you can say yeah.
2: so like when did you switch the shift from her being your mom because I think as daughters we're taught that she's my mom mm-hmm. but like your mom is a woman so that's like the, whole, right. the whole idea of like what were you doing at 25 when was your mom having you like That's when she became a mother. Like, before then, she was, like... Oh, well, I guess maybe a few years before that, (laughs) she was a mother for you guys. Mm -hmm. But, like, for me, my mom is, like, I'm an only child. So, before she was... When she was 24... She was not a mother. She was a woman. Mm-hmm. And her life, her her scope of life and her responsibilities in life changed a lot because now she's a mother. But then she, sometimes I think mothers lose their identity as a woman mm-hmm. and because we're holding them, well, you're my mom. You're supposed mm-hmm. to take care of me. You're supposed to do these things. You're supposed to do that. And then we miss pieces and we get older and realize that we were missing these things. And now it's like, <laughs> well, damn, the whole time you were a woman. Mm-hmm trying to figure it out. But how many times do we stop as daughters to think, like, when was that switch for you? And it sounds like you started looking at it as a friend, but that's a switch. That's mm-hmm. a switch of going from you're my caretaker to now I can see what's going on in your life. That's what have you best gone friend. through? Yeah,
1: I mean, but, the past couple of years, I, I, I think I'm just in a place where, like, I see things now more, like, I can talk to her, like, that's my best friend since, like, maybe 24.
2: So in the past three years. yeah, And that's right before she was having you. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think I've ever thought about that question. Um, I mean, I guess when my mom was going through whatever she was going through when I was in high school and she was living her life I like, okay, well, she's a woman, she's living her life and she's single and I'm here. she's not just my mom, yeah. you know she's she has her own identity as well, so maybe at that time
2: yeah. i th- I just always think it's such an interesting question because it's like. I learned more and more about my mom and where she was and things she was doing and, like, how she feels about things. And it's like, wow, like, when I was trying to get to volleyball practice and wanted you to come to a game and all that, like, that's never... We're never taught to in, to think of any other thing But, like, like
1: thinking back, my mom never let her being a woman and having her emotions and the things she was going through in her marriage ever affect her being a mom. Like, now I look back at it, like, she
2: never used an excuse, like... But I don't think it's an excuse. That's the, that's what I feel about it. I feel like they should be able to be both. Yeah. I don't feel like you should stop being a woman.
1: Right. And they I think, like, we
2: need women. to hear more of that. We need to, under from a younger age, we yeah. need to understand what a marriage is. And it's not that mommy and daddy are always going to be, sometimes we're going to slip up because we're people. Mm-hmm. So if you create this image that people, like, of a, of a mother that's like super mom who can never do anything yeah. and it can't let this interfere, she is in motion. She's teaching you to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's not, that's not healthy. I mean, but I think as black mothers specifically, we don't get to look at them as women until we're twenty four twenty five mm-hmm. yeah, because that's when they start to feel like, okay, I can
0: talk to her mm-hmm. we can open up, okay, can... or no
2: I can I can let take my cape off right I'm gonna keep it in the corner I'm gonna keep it in mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep it on top of the table, but I think as daughters, that's something that we need to do is like. A lot of the things that I resented my mom for, and now I'm older and I've gone through things. Human. She was just a woman. Mm hmm. She was just going through her journey, and yes, having a child was a part of that journey, but for a lot of our mothers, it has to stop their journey yeah.
1: mm-hmm.
2: until we get to that age. But I
1: didn't know what being a woman was until I was about 24, 25 years. Exactly, I because see you weren't from, talking
2: to her. You guys yeah. weren't talking to each other about what womanhood she is.
1: She was still teaching me shit. It wasn't Cause so was Because so she was probably still like, learning. I'm
2: still, yeah. yeah. Um, That's true. So what did you guys learn from your mothers? Like Everything. Did you guys talk about your menstrual cycle? Did you guys yeah. talk about sex, pleasure, friendships, loving yourself, loving other loving people, hair care, skin care?
1: I still don't talk to my mom about sex. Like, my love life and my sex life. Like, <laughs> I talk to her about, like, dating and stuff and just, like, uh, I don't know. And, and it's, I still don't really dive deep into that. And I've never introduced anybody I've dated to. My mom, I feel, never feel like, or my dad, like, never brought anybody home. No one's ever been good enough. I think that highly of my parents, like, nobody's ever been that good enough. But even though I don't talk to them about, like, dating and sex and stuff, like, she knows. And she be saying little, slick like, like she's, she's funny in that way. But, yeah, I talked to her about everything else except for sex and relationships.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What was the question?
2: What did you learn about your... What did your mother teach you, essentially? About um, your body, your period, sex, pleasure, friendship, loving yourself, loving others, hair care, skin care. What to
0: always just take care of yourself. Just be... You know, a clean kept woman and. You guys have sex talk.
2: Did um, she tell you how to? Did she show you with pads then, and then tampons and yeah, all that? Yeah, she showed
0: up? me pads, but I wasn't with that shit. They're like, <laughs> shit. why
2: do moms only show you pads? <laughs> that's, that's
0: what. She, that's what they knew. I think they think once you start using tampons, you about to start having sex. sex. So. And that's not. I think my mom got mad when I was in eighth grade. Let me tell you, a I was in the eighth grade and I started using tampons. And the reason why I started using tampons was because I played basketball and our uniforms were white. Oh. And I was like, oh, hell no. Like, I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to dunk on these moms. You know. <laughs> I'm running down the court. I don't want to worry about a pad. So Ooh. I started using tampons and I feel like she kind of got upset and she felt like I was having sex and I wasn't because I was using tampons. And so that kind of caused the rift. But um, yeah, I wasn't mom. I wasn't wasn't, mom.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I've never, like, my mom and I never had a sex talk. My grandma actually had a sex talk with me when I, like, came home from college one time. And then my grandma's a very interesting person because she also one day was telling me about vibrators and shit. And I was like, what, "Granny?" Granny? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't really want to talk about this right now. But I think that's the that's the part of like that sorry. I would want to transition.
1: Your grandma was when I put that comment on our live video. Yes, it that... was. <laughs> What'd she say? She is My... what she say? I forgot what he said. It was, it was about, about, the,
2: gay, it was the, gay about the gay the uh, I gotta the, meet is your man gay if he like if he had sex with the man before. What? That was, and she grandma? said how many men she was or like something. well when did he it was something like well, when... how many men when did he stop sleeping with men or something Ooh. like that <laughs> my grandma's lit she's <laughs> the best girl grandma sold the tea I know we need to get her <laughs> but on the no, show she's like, I think as she's gotten older she's become more open because I highly doubt she's ever had those conversations with her kids but those are the those are the things like if I want to be a parent like I want to make it normal because like now I feel I wouldn't talk to my mom about some right. of the things and I just feel like it's It's intentionally me being uncomfortable to do it, and i I wouldn't want to raise children to have that same thing like okay. and I when I want to talk about sex, I also want to talk to them about pleasure like it's not just about something that you fear that's off limits like this is something that
0: you can I can't talk about. that. I can talk about sex, but I'm not gonna talk to you about pleasure like now <laughs> I'm just so open now to talk about sex all the time, like in front of my mom and stuff, she's like, oh well, you know, my like, yeah, dad, you mm-hmm. know, we do yeah. What did your mom
2: teach you about loving yourself? She didn't. At all? Mm -hmm. Like, she never had a talk. I mean, Mm -hmm. my mom has always given me compliments and, like, told me, like, made me feel esteem from that perspective, but she's never taught me how to create that space Mm -hmm. for myself. I think she tried, like, she she sees that I've gotten some tokens now. But, um, and so she'll encourage that, but i I never had that conversation I, or I don't recall having those conversations with her.
0: I'm the same way. my situation is the same. I don't think my mom knew what self-love looked like raising us, so she didn't know how to project that onto us. so I had to learn that
1: mm-hmm.
0: um now, yeah, I now I, I think she she learned like, we kind of you know we grew we had to grow and learn the same things probably around the same, around time. The same right. time yeah so now she knows and she says she loves herself and she tries to practice that but growing up no what about loving other people what about loving
1: a man your mom teach you how to love a man or no. just yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
0: my but,
2: mom is always like giving off this like my mom was married for a little bit when i was younger I can't even tell you how long that was. <laughs> um, but my mom's, like, always been this very independent person. Like, mm-hmm. she's never given me that vibe. And I think that's why I have, I have pride issues. I get that from my daddy. That's something t- totally different. But me learning to allow myself to tell somebody, like, I really want you yeah. around. Like, mm-hmm. that's very hard for me because I was never, like, I never seen that growing up. Like, mm-hmm. I never seen my mom get all wooey over a guy. Or, like, I never saw that romance in that way. And so, I just always grew. I never thought I would date. Like, I never thought I would. I still don't know if I'll ever I'm get so married or anything like that. Like, I just don't. Right. I
0: just don't know. That's so funny because you had that demonstrated in your household. I did. So, for, <laughs> yeah. you would think that, you know. No, you know what, what it is. Like, yeah. I see the
1: middle of it. My parents have been together since they were 14. So, I don't know how to start. Like, I don't know how to date and, like.
0: You get, never ask your parents, like, what's your love story? Like, I don't know what that is. Yeah, but they were kids. Like love story? You know
1: what I mean? Like, it, it, trying to date, like, and build something with somebody at 27 or whatever is different than, like, just growing up with somebody and just, like, they they were kids.
2: They don't they didn't but know I that what a, they were doing when they were 14. I think 14. there's an idea around, like, that love story. Like, it has to be thrills and frills and everything looks pretty and, and somebody's courting you. Though. And I really I honestly think... And most, I think, in love with, to me, and I'm learning that I used to say love is the definition of balance, but love is commitment. And it's you making a decision and you deciding to make that decision every day whether it's it's hard and I think it does incorporate balance, but it's really about you making a commitment to that person and to yourself mm-hmm. and to that to that space that you share. So I think we think about it like, oh well they were fourteen. They just made a, a commitment. Right. They made a decision and they woke up and continued to make that decision. I don't know
1: how to love. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I don't know how to allow myself to open up to start to- yeah, I do. I, I know exactly what love looks like. I'm saying the beginning part of it is where I'm fucking up. Like, I don't know but how to open foundation. up to somebody. Yeah, and i would never seen that with them because they've just always been together.
2: Yeah, but and that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think you fully know how to love them. I don't think you can say I feel like both it's going to look things.
1: different. Yeah, my love story is going to look exactly the same as theirs. Like, I'm saying I have an example of, like, what I know right. true love Your looks conflict. like because they love each other to death. So I, I get that, and mine is going to look just like that. But right. my trouble really comes from, like... Opening up. Yeah, they don't know how to date. They they grew up together. They just happened to be friends right. and knew each other and grew up. So like I've never been taught like how to date. I've just been taught how them. to
0: what like you said what love looks like, and you've been I would think so. I taught know- how to make it through and still love this person through their flaws and their fuck ups and through the bull and through their
2: 300 bo- hey, body count yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You
0: know? so um, that to me yeah. is the definition of love maybe you need love. to have your,
2: a conversation with your mom about sex
0: I mean I could talk to my because mom about I, it I know but, I could, but no but that's not it's not about. it's the
2: idea of you opening up to somebody you're able to practice, hmm. practice with somebody you trust and that's love already but that's a step because I feel like that's a step for you it's not just that you need to do this in a romantic way. You have to do this throughout your life. Mm-hmm. So have an uncomfortable conversation intentionally because that <laughs> means that you're opening up with somebody you already trust So you can ar- you already have one of those factors, but it's mm-hmm. going to help you practice be able yeah. to let loose a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I also
1: bring in, like I was saying, my other issues as far as like just opening up to people in general friends included y'all yeah, know how I am but it's just mm-hmm. like that comes into when I that's why it's hard for me to date because I'm just very like on the fence about everybody and then on top of that like I had never well, seen them date. date
0: yeah
1: well definitely Until not at this moment that. no I mean there's just a number of things or reasons why like I'm not I'm personally choosing not to date right now I'm just not in a place where I can like take on trying to get to know somebody new where like I just have bigger fish to fry Like, I just can't take that on right now. But I do feel like when I am ready to open myself up to meet somebody new and build with somebody, like, I need to work on my, this wall that I have, I certainly know it's there. And I've always, like, never, I've never seen it such a big issue until recently. So I need to work on that.
0: The question was about, um, what did my teach you about love? Loving other people. Loving other people. No, well, I know she loved my dad and they were together for about 10, 11 years, but I just felt like it was so easy for her to just like, all right, well, you know, gotta be the strong black woman, for my kids, bye nigga. Like, Mm -hmm. I never seen my mom, like, oh my God, I really love him. And this really, like, broken up about any man. Yeah, I've never seen my
2: mom's heartbreak. No.
0: Never. So. And I feel
2: like that's why, like, I'm always like, shit, I ain't trying to be crying in front of nobody. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't trying to let me hold this shit. And I think I just have it naturally. So I think people don't believe me when I say, like, I'd be real fucked up Mm -hmm. emotionally. Like, I was talking to my best friend the other day, and she was like, you don't strike me, like, as an insecure person. Like, I don't know what you're insecure about. And I was just like, nigga, I'm over here struggling all the time. What you mean? And I think, and I had to think about it, like, it's not that I'm putting on to show people. I think I just inherited this, this essence that just looks together. Mm -hmm. That, like, when I'm really going through things, I think I also have a pride thing that prevents people, like, I'm very private with it, mm-hmm. but... What does she mean by you don't strike me as an insecure person? Why do you have to be insecure because you're hurt or something? But just, like, to be vulnerable. I think a lot of people associate that insecurity and vulnerability together. Mm-hmm. So it was just very interesting because I'm absolutely insecure about a lot of things, but it was just like, wow, I don't even realize and My best friend and I, we talk about a lot of things, so it was just very interesting to be like, huh. You, you
0: do come across that way, but I'm... So crazy, like, and so like in tune with like watching people, like I've seen little flickers of things within you, and like, ha, yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. I'm the same way, girl. Right, like, I get it, <laughs> I get you.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I think I it's not that I'm intentionally like, ooh, but I think I get that from my mom. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. I can't tell you like the only time I've ever seen my mom really cry is like if somebody's passed away. Or if it's like, she feels like she hurt my feelings. Mm. So like, I don't, I think people just assume I'm going to be good with things. And I'm like, I'm really not. So it's been interesting to learn, like, maybe I need to be intentional about being more vulnerable. So people understand, like, I'm emotionally invested. With a straight face. Like, (laughs) I'm emotionally invested. Do I like to see you? Like, do I like to cry around people? Absolutely not. I don't think anybody does.
0: I don't like you. I'm just a crybaby. Like, I don't care what you think. I'm gonna cry. And then I can cut your ass out in the same breath, so. (laughs) 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 Well, is there anything else that you guys
2: like to share about your relationship with your mom, or?
1: That lady, she just amazes me. I'm just, when I say she's the strongest person I know, like, I opened up the episode saying that, like, she just amazes me by how she just puts her feelings to the side and made just so many sacrifices and I can see that now as an
2: adult. It's just... Yeah, you definitely see it more as you grow up. When yeah. When you start getting light bills and rent I bills. I can't ever imagine hey,
1: loving... You were
0: strong, girl. You paid all, all, all these bills. with I a... right? <laughs> I just can't imagine loving
1: anybody more than I love my mom. That is truly my heart and I appreciate her so much. I'm so blessed to have her as my mom. My
0: mom is so funny. <laughs> you're so funny, mom. Hey, Wes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, West.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think um I've just really my mom and I have a very interesting I think even also when you're an only child and it's like for a single parent, like my relationship was never a traditional mother and daughter relationship from the beginning because like we've had to be partners in so many mm-hmm. aspects or I've had to just be good mm-hmm. with certain stuff and her not being able to be there so many times. Um, and just kind of just, you know, back and forth, me giving her difficulties about stu- stuff that wasn't even real. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that what I'm learning is being a mother is a very hard thing to be. Yes. And being a daughter is something that I take for granted on a lot of occasions. And I take it for granted that I have a mother that was very active in my life, whether that, you know, even if it wasn't always with her time and showing up in places with her pouring into me and creating spaces for me to learn to become the woman that I am Uh, and I think about those who don't have their mothers in their lives in that way um and so I just I I sit very grateful and um I'm very very interested to see that where our chapters overflow the next couple of years to um see how that transitions and what we can learn from each other because her and I are very much so in a space where we're learning things together mm-hmm. and that's something that's really important to me and I don't think I realize that uh, probably until I'm saying it right now but it, I'm, I don't know I appreciate her for saying she didn't always do right like that's something that my mom has mm-hmm. done and recently and has kind of really owned up to say like I did that wrong mm-hmm. and I think me learning to forgive her has been a blessing yeah. Yeah. and me learning to appreciate what she did do right has also been a blessing.
0: Yeah. Definitely. You are appreciated, mother.
2: Yes. Not only on Mother's Day. Right. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, what's the homework? I think the homework is to really sit back and think of your parents. Hug your mama. Call your mama. Not just that, but really think (laughs) of them, like, take a moment to really sit back and think about them as a person. Mm -hmm. Like, your mother, your father, whoever stepped in and was the guardian of you, whoever poured into you, like, really think about where they were and where you were at that age of their life and really go into a process of forgiveness, really go into a process of appreciation because Mm -hmm. I don't think we think of each other. We think of each other in those roles, but not as the person. So that's the homework. All
0: right. Well, I'm Mimi Ford. I'm Auntie.
2: I'm Zola T. And
0: we are... Three Three Queens Queens and Things. Look at my voice clearing up. (laughs) (laughs) And <laughs> <laughs> bye y'all.